another episode of the WCHC Sports Podcast. It is a beautiful Thursday night here on Mount St. James. I'm here with my good friend Jake Morrow. I am Patrick Rudberg, if I uh, forgot to introduce myself there. Jake, uh, how are you doing tonight, bud? I'm doing pretty good. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, yeah. We are in a, uh, a new location on campus. We, yeah, we tried a little bit of a classroom. Yeah, a classroom, we'll call it that. Um, usually in Healy, but tried to switch it up tonight. So. Tonight on the docket, we have a couple things. First, um, I'm going to run through some of our upcoming broadcasts here at WCHC. Uh, then I want to talk a decent amount about Holy Cross football, because as we know, they just won the Patriot League for the third time in a row. Um, talk a little bit about their playoff hopes. Um, a little bit of Holy Cross men's basketball. Then we'll get into uh, MLB awards, which were just released today. Um, I mean, I think hours ago, even. Yeah. Um, yeah. So first. Uh, some of the upcoming broadcasts we have, I think tomorrow night, some of these broadcast teams, the, the, the people who are broadcasting them are still to be decided, uh, but I'll still shout them out regardless. So tomorrow night, Holy Cross Women's Basketball faces UMass um, at 6 p.m. Uh, like I said, broadcast team is, team is to be decided, but uh, hopefully we should figure that one out. Uh, men's Hockey versus Merrimack is on Tuesday the 23rd, so the day we go, uh, go home for break, uh, we should be broadcasting that game. And then... The uh, over Thanksgiving break, uh, Saturday, November 27th, Holy Cross men's basketball is facing New Hampshire, and Aiden Rupper and myself are calling that. So you can uh, listen to all those on our online feed, and I think you can find that in the link in our Instagram. Uh, and you can also listen to any of these podcasts on Spotify. Uh, yeah, please follow us and you know set up notifications so you you never miss when we come out with a new episode. Usually Friday mornings. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it for that. Um, before we get into some Holy Cross football, Jake, yep. we love we love to talk about food here at, Holy, at uh, WCHC. We actually have a few snacks around us as we speak. Yeah. Um, what was the what was the best thing you ate this week? Tell me. The mac and cheese from Kimball. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was an, that's an easy decision. Was that no, I've been really. It's funny because I hadn't gone to Crow's Deli at all last year. Yeah. But I don't think it was open. Was it not? Uh, maybe. I, I think it might have been. It might have been. Know. I don't know. The only thing that I know is I hadn't gone, and I really hadn't started going until recently, like yeah. meeting you guys yeah, yeah. for lunch. That is so good. Oh, it's yeah. Like, like it says here, it's to-go options. It's perfect. I mean... It's, it's, a, it's a go-to, like, yeah. perfect... Yeah. A, um, you know, you can always rely on it. Yeah. If, if Kimball has a huge line uh, for chicken parm or whatever, or mac and cheese, and you don't want to wait, just... Get something quick at Crow's Deli. Yeah. Can't it's it can't miss. It's literally can't miss. Uh, chicken Caesar salad. I had that earlier this week. It's one of my favorites. Very solid. Cannot solid pick. cannot go wrong. And uh, an A plus uh, salad. Um, and I consider myself a salad connoisseur okay. uh, in some level. All right. I think we might talk about. Uh, actually, we we're just, so we got some of those snacks um, right before we started from vending machines. Ooh. From a vending machine yeah. in the building we're in, shall not disclose. Um, and I was just thinking, the vending machine, like, like, like the vending machines on this campus are just elite. They're they so are. they are. As long as they keep them up, like up to date with the yeah, food, yeah, like yeah. keeping the food in them. Yep. They are the perfect go-to. Us. Oh. Like, I would easily, I could easily spend half a money's worth a semester, or half of a semester's worth of money. Yeah. At a, at a vending machine. So yeah. I, I never used vending machines. Like I, I never really use them in general. But when I'm here, I'm like walking over to do to do work in Smith or 
or like the la science labs or somewhere. I'm like, oh, vending machine. Oh, damn. They have Swedish fish. They have like Cape Cod chips. Like, damn. Like, Petition for Holy Cross to let us use dining dollars. Let us use dining machines. dollars on the vending machines. Let's make that happen. Let's make it happen. That, that would be incredible. That would really, <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Shout out whoever needs to hear that. Yeah, shameless, shameless plug, Holy Cross. The vending machines. Vending yeah. machines, yeah, yeah, really. Shameless plug to them. That, yeah. It's something I just noticed, but you know, needed to be said here. Using our platform, Agreed. using our platform mm -hmm. for the better things in life. Okay, let's talk Holy Cross football. So as we know, they defeated Fordham last Saturday uh, by a score of 52 to 24. Um, and by doing that, they clinched the Patriot League title, which is the third time in a row they've done that. Three P confirmed. Gotta love it. Everybody, everybody, all the football players, they've got their. Uh, Patriot League champs hats. I saw some rings out, which are sick. The shirts, too. The shirts. I ordered a shirt. I ordered a shirt, yeah. It's supposed to be coming in. Those are sick. Yeah, the, I can't believe they get rings. That's so cool. I know. The rings are probably the coolest part yeah. of it, I would think. There was, there was a kid in my class that I, I, he, he was uh, wearing the ring, and I was like, geez, like, yeah. that, is, that is like next level. Like, wow, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, so in, in that game against Fordham, they, they overcame a pretty slow start. And it was a bizarre game also because um, we were we were at a swim meet for Holy Cross yeah. swim. Yeah, shout out Holy Cross swim. Shout, shout out, out Tim. Shout out Timmy Manzo. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Love it. Not meaning to get sidetracked. Holy Cross swim was electric. Like so electric. So incredible. That crowd was actually so Dude, fun. And we and they beat Maine men's and yeah. women's teams beat Maine. Yep. It was the first time. Troy took first place in diving. In his um, God, I'm trying to remember what Timmy said. I know three, Troy three meter or one meter. Or is it like Troy a, must have gotten one meter, and what's his name? Chris Clow. Chris Clow got yeah. three meter first. Shout out all the Holy Cross swimmers and divers. Huge fan of Holy Cross swimming. Yeah, we will be returning we to will. another swim, swim we meet. We absolutely will be. Those races are so fun. Anyway, mm -hmm. we were at that game while Holy Cross football was playing, um, and there was a storm that came through Saturday. Yeah, it was the hailstorm. Yeah, the hailstorm, and Holy Cross tied it up 24-24 uh, to go into halftime. And then there was a weather delay mm -hmm. for it had to have been like an hour and a half. Oh, yeah. So I was worried that that was going to throw them off and they were going to come off slow in the second half. The complete opposite happened. They yeah. blew them out of the water. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, I'm pretty sure Fordham didn't score. Yeah, if, if it was 24-24 at half and Fordham didn't score another point. They shut them out in the second. That was um, pretty incredible. And I think probably the main reason for that was Matt Sluka's performance. He really stepped up. He... It was a vintage kind of game for him, as we saw last spring. Like he, he ran for 104 yards on 16 carries, and surprisingly, though, know, we've talked a little bit about in past episodes about how Sluka and Siderman split passing duties. But during the Fordham game, they were pretty one-sided towards Sluka. Sluka had, I think it was he threw 18 times, Siderman only threw three, which is a little odd. Um, Hey, a win's a win, and if they if if they decide to go towards Luca, that's that's you know, I'm I'm cool with that. Um, yeah. They, you know, they do what they do to win. Mar yeah. Marco's great too, but if if they decide that Matt's gonna take over all the the throwing duties for the rest of the season, then so be it. Um, and the one more thing before I kind of turn it over to you for kind of our next segment of Holy Cross football, um, they, Holy Cross really won won the game on the ground. They they rushed 61 times. Four players had double-digit carries, um, including Sluka, as I said. So they just pounded and pounded the ball. Um, I don't know if you saw it. They did have that trick flea flicker play. I did. Yeah, I did see that. That was pretty cool. That was pretty sick. Yeah, they. I think they, they handed it off to Peter Oliver, and he flipped it back to Sluka. And he, he, 
uh, I think it was to Ayeni, Tenio Ayeni, uh, one of the senior wideouts. Um, yeah, it was a bomb. Uh, that was yeah, a pretty cool was. play. So yeah. I was a little worried. <laughs> they, they, they had us in the first half, not going to lie. That is true. That is true. But, um, yeah, they, Holy Cross really turned it up and uh, did a great job closing closing out the Patriot League yeah, because did. that was literally winner-take-all because whoever won that game um, would have the tiebreaker no matter what um, since there's only one more game. You know, Holy Cross, they do play Bucknell this Saturday, to, uh, almost tomorrow. It's almost Friday. It's almost Friday. <laughs> almost Friday. Almost uh, which Friday. should be, you know, knock on wood, should be a pretty comfortable win. Bucknell is one of the worst in the in the Patriot League. So, um yeah, should should finish off nine and two on the year, which is very impressive. It's a good season. Which is, you know, speaking of record and speaking of postseason play or possibilities, so Holy Cross has punched their ticket. Yep. You win the Patriot League, you go to the FCS playoffs, and for anyone who doesn't know or is pretty or a little unfamiliar about how FCS works compared to FBS, so FCS, first of all, is just the second sort of. Um, subdivision of Division One. There's two halves. So if FBS is like what Alabama or Georgia or Clemson, all those teams are in. Holy Cross is in that the one double A, if you want to call it that. And FCS, their postseason play works a little bit more like March Madness. You know, if you, you can get in by winning your conference, or you can get in through an at-large bid. And Holy Cross being in the Patriot League, which is a lower Division One conference, they basically have to win the Patriot League to get in. So, Jake, you were telling yeah. me you were a little skeptical, yep, and you're going to play some devil, you know, devils. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to hand you the floor. What, what do you got to okay. say about this? Here's my biggest fear for this, you know, for this, especially this postseason run. Okay. Holy Cross always gets out to slow starts in the games. In any game that has either been close or lost, they've been shut out in the first half. They scored maybe one touchdown, ten points at most in the first half. You know, you look at games like... Lehigh, for example. Yeah. They scored zero points in the first quarter, 14 ultimately in the second, which, you know, proved to be enough yep. to win it. But still, it was a 14-3 to game at halftime. Not necessarily as comfortable as you might want it yeah. for, for Lehigh. Mm-hmm. We'll go to Lafayette. Okay. There was 14-7 to at halftime. Again, it's a seven-point cushion against the 3-6 and six yeah. team. We team watched, yeah, we have, watched that game. They, they, yeah. It's a team that shouldn't have given us. Now, ultimately... I will say, with all of this, they end up blowing them out in the second half. So they do. They are a strong second-half team. Yeah. My only fear comes when we look at Merrimack and Harvard games. Harvard shut out in the first half. Merrimack, seven points in the first half. I'm afraid that if a team gets ahead of them in the first half and they stay as slow as they are, they may dig themselves too deep of a hole to get out of it. It's what we saw in Merrimack, and it's what we saw in Harvard as well. They scored 13. So... They lost the first half of Harvard 24 to nothing, and then they lost the second half only 14 to 13. Yep. It's a significantly more respectful, you know, Outcome. second half. Yeah, yeah. But again, you can't win a football game if you don't play two halves. Yeah. You need to get that second half, and I am very, very afraid. We'll even go to the Yale game. They were down at halftime. Yeah. They were barely able to slip away on the skin of their teeth in the second half. They ended up outscoring them 10 to 3. I'm looking at this UC Davis team, who is who they're projected right now through the, um, what is it, the uh, forum? Is that what this yeah, is? Yeah, it's some random uh, uh, 
website who who created a bracketology yeah. for FCS at the moment because there are teams that like Holy Cross who have clinched. Yeah. But yeah, it has them. So um, whether it is UC Davis or it isn't, yeah. my assumption going into the game is that we're going to be facing a high-powered offense. Oh, absolutely. It just seems like the team wouldn't be here right now if they weren't a high-powered offense. And we are a high-powered offense as well. Yeah. I won't discredit our team in any way. I'm just afraid of the inconsistency that comes out in this team. You get two different types of Holy Cross football. You get the team that's going to come out there and just completely blow a team out of the water and it be a comfortable game for the entirety of it, or you get these close games, you know? Yeah. I'd much rather a close game than a blowout. I just, you know, I don't know... I don't know how well they're gonna. I don't know how well it's gonna suit them in the playoffs yeah. when it comes to like actually needing to, you know, show really secure a win. I mean, I know, and it was good to see that they ran the ball sixty-one times because I do still believe that running the ball, especially in playoffs, like come playoff time, yeah. running the ball still does serve a team better than passing the ball. Yeah, I agree. And it was good to see that they got the running game going so well. But even in that Fordham game, they're tied 24-24 at halftime. Yeah. I don't know that you're going to be able to beat these teams in the second half like that. Yeah, these you know, these teams that they're going to be playing, this UC Davis, a, a lot of the schools who make the FCS playoffs are um, you know, out west or in like the Big Sky Conference for whatever reason, those are the powerhouses. Those yeah. teams do not mess around. No. You, th- there are no easy games like the Lehigh's, the Georgetown's, the Lafayette's. There are none of that. You will get eaten alive if you don't show up from the first minute and and you know go down, score on your first possession. And yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I'm always going to be the optimist and hope that they can they can scratch out a win because realistically, you know, Holy Cross is Holy Cross is like a Loyola Chicago of football of FCS this year. They are kind of this oddball when you look at the stats where it's, you're, it's, it's really tough to gauge them because they play in a, a weak conference. Let's just admit it. The Patriot League is a weaker conference compared to the rest of the college football landscape. But they're incredibly high, highly ranked in almost all categories, especially rush, rush offense and rush defense. Holy Cross is 12th out of 100-something schools in rush offense. They are 7th in rush defense. So is that might be a product of them playing crappy teams, or it just might be a product of them being really good. So it's 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 tough to tough to project. Um, it's something that we'll only really know once once the playoff games start. Yeah. Um, I wish I really wish the game would was was a home. Oh, that would be, yeah, that would be really cool. That but, would be crazy. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, Unless they went undefeated somehow. Yeah, we needed the we needed that Harvard and Merrimack game if we wanted to yeah. get the prospect of it. I mean, I, I think the one thing I will say uh, this season compared to last and the in twenty nineteen just feels way more dominant because even in so uh, last last spring was you know, they played three games they they had so many COVID cancellations they barely scratched together a a, a record that would uh, make them eligible for the tournament. So it's too small a sample size to really kind of, like, gauge how good they were. Yeah. 2019. So 2019, um, they finished 7-5 and five on the season. They won the Patriot League, so they're in the tournament. They got blown out by Monmouth. 7-5. Um, and five. This year, assuming they beat Bucknell, 9-2. and two. So 9-2. and two. And we've seen them, you know, like you said, 
they start off slow, but they end up blowing teams out. They blow out. They've blown out almost every Patriot League team. Yeah. And hey, look, they they got their revenge game. They killed Monmouth, and they 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 hung around with, um, with uh, I don't know if I'd say hung around. They they played really well against um, UConn. They beat them, but I was about to say hung around with Harvard and. Uh, Merrimack. I mean, they did. They make. They did make the Harvard game a, a you know, a fight at, at some point. But yeah. um, but you're right. Um, you know, I don't know. For for some reason, maybe because I wasn't following it as much in 2019 because I I didn't go here. Um, that would be a reason. Th- that might be a reason, unless I'm a super fan. Um, yeah. following them, but I don't know. I mean, I look at seven and five, and they they barely squeaked. They barely won the Patriot League. Um, that season, this season. I, mean, I think it's clear without a doubt that Holy Cross is the best team in the Patriot League, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Not, even, that's not even a question. Yeah. So, so they, have, they have wins on their resume outside of the Patriot League, so that might um, refute some of the, the you know, people saying, oh, Holy Cross is only good because they play crappy teams in their conference. Well, they beat UConn, who, <laughs> I mean, rightfully. They, hey, it's an FBS It's an school. FBS school. Doesn't it's an matter. FBS school. It doesn't matter. Yep. They... Look, UConn's UConn. I don't care if you say how, how bad they are. We beat them. We beat them. Mm-hmm. It's the first FBS win for us since, like, 2003. Yep. And we beat Monmouth. Monmouth is, like, 8-2 and two as well. And they play in a really good conference as well. So I mean, just knowing that Monmouth is, like, a perennial star team, yeah. the fact that we were able to beat them this year, I mean, it does. And handily. Yeah, it does make me, it was, like, what, 45-15, to 15, I think? Yeah, it was. something like that, yeah. Yeah. So it definitely keeps my hopes up for the playoffs that, you know, they can make a run in it, but it's just the fact that, again, it's just these slow starts that are coming out. It's the fact that, you know, against good teams, they've seemingly played kind of well, minus Merrimack and Harvard. They've yeah. played pretty well against good teams. Yeah, yeah. But then when it comes to bad teams, it's almost like they lower their play yeah, they in play. the first half. Yep. And then kind of, like, wake up. And, so, like, Coach Chesney or something must, like, slap them all over the head with <laughs> like a footboard or something and say, wake up, guys. Like, what Come are you on. doing? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. And then they just turn the Jets on in the second half. Yeah, you're completely right. They sometimes play to the level of their competition, mm-hmm. which, um, you know, that's, that's a little concerning. But I think what I'll say and what I will predict, Holy Cross will at least get one tournament win. Okay. I think they can. I think Bob Chesney's a good enough coach that he'll 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 find a way, and along with other players, it's not just him. But I think right. I, I'm very fond of Coach Chesney. I think he's just an an awesome coach. Um, I think they'll find a way to win the game. I don't care if it's in California. I don't care if it's in South Dakota. I think yeah. uh, well, I mean, if it's South Dakota State, then maybe maybe <laughs> not, maybe not. But hey, UC Davis, whoever it ends up being, um, I think they have a fair shot at least one win. Yeah. Um, Yep. Next round against like a ranked team, uh, we can we can maybe hey, things, temper. Things can happen. Things can happen. So that's you know we'll yeah we'll keep our hopes up for that. Let's just get through the first week. Yep. We yep. Can, oh yeah. We well, can for, talk about well, well obviously this week. Yeah, Bucknell, Bucknell. Con game, but then beyond that, you know, we'll when it comes to Patriot League tournament, we can. Yep. Patriot League tournament. Oh my God. Uh, FCS. Oh, it's <laughs> been a long week, Jake. Oh, has it ever? FCS, FCS tournament. FCS tournament. Yeah. Once we get there, we can, you know. Yep. We'll start really seeing what this team is made. Yeah. If they have a strong showing against, what was it, Bucknell? Bucknell. Right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. If they have a strong showing against Bucknell, I understand they're not a great team, but if you can at least show me that this team can put the Jets on in the first half. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of it just being a second half game. 
I might start feeling a little differently. Yeah, I think those are the two things. One, got to start out strong. Or, I mean, I, that's really just the one indicator. Mm-hmm. If you no, if, would, if, against yeah, a good I team, agree. you start out strong. I mean, I mean, this goes for any team, but especially for Holy Cross. When they start out strong early, they win. Mm-hmm. When they don't, it gets a little trickier. Yeah, I think that's just about it for Holy Cross football. Um, touch a little, just very shortly, on men's basketball. Who um, th- today they flew down to Florida to play in the Sun- Sunshine Slam tournament. She's saying, Ooh. try saying that yeah, five times. Saying that five times. <laughs> Yeah, so they are slated to play Air Force uh, on Saturday. Um, so Air Force right now is 2-1 and one on the year. They play in the Mountain West. I, I don't really know what to make of them. Last season, Air Force went 5-20, and 20, so don't, don't seem no, to be too... Uh, no, they don't, they don't seem to be the... They don't seem to be too great. The greatest. Um, what's going on with Drawgates and R.J. Jones? Yeah, so that was one of the other things I wanted to talk about. Um, Holy Cross has now started one and it's only one and two. Yeah, they they lost to BC, mm-hmm. um, unfortunately, but kind of expectedly. I BC's mean, ACC. BC then they lost to Quinnipiac, seventy six to sixty eight earlier this week, and uh, they did have Dejon Humphrey back, who really helped. Um, but like you said, they're still without Gerald Gates and R.J. Johnson, who are probably two of the. I mean, yeah, they're, they're in the starting lineup. Yeah, they're in the starting lineup, and Gerald Gates is. Honestly, one of the best players in the Patriot League. Yeah. Um, so when you don't have those guys, you're going to struggle. I, I don't know, I'm not some reporter. I'm just a college kid with a microphone in front of me. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with them. I hope they're healthy and they're yeah. getting – I don't know what the deal is. Um, I just know that when they're on the court, they do better. Yeah. So um, I just hope that they can – I don't know if they travel. I'm sure they traveled with them regardless. But uh, um, that must be pretty sick. You get, oh to, you get to go, I mean, cool that would be. you know how cold it's getting right now. Yeah. I mean, today today was a warm day, but other than that, it's, it's been pretty freezing. Yeah. Has. To get to go down to Florida for a weekend yeah, right before Thanksgiving, be, go play some basketball. That would be very nice. Yeah, that, <laughs> I could use that. I could certainly yeah, use that. Um, nice. Yeah, so uh, I guess that's the main thing. Once they get Gates and Johnson back, we can really see what this, this Holy Cross team is made of. Um, one, you know, the one shining spot I've seen so far um, is uh, the freshman guard. Uh, was, I think it's Kyrell Luke, um, number four. Jeez, how am I blank? Yeah, Kyrell Luke. Yeah, Kyrell Luke. Holy yeah, Cross, Kyrell number Luke. four. He's his tiny guard. He is the quickest dude I've ever seen. Like, um, just he's he, he he sort of reminds me of Isaiah Thomas when he was on the Celtics, where he's this tiny dude. He's probably like five nine or five ten. Um, which feels weird saying because I'm 5'10", so, like, I'm not tiny. But anyway, comparatively, so he's this tiny guard, and he somehow finds a way to get around these big dudes and finish. He, he finishes almost every single drive. He never gets blocked. Um, but he's looked really cool. He's, he's looked great. Um, he's led most of the games in scoring so far, um, which I, mean, I didn't really know what to expect because, um, like, he's a freshman. I hadn't followed any of his recruiting stuff. Yeah, he's he's probably one of the the big spots, uh, yeah, bright spots, see, bright yeah, spots. He yeah, does seem to be doing pretty well for them. It looks like. Yeah. Did you go to the um, uh, Regis game? I didn't. No, no. I know Mateo did. Yeah, I know um, Mateo and Logan did. Yeah. But um, I'm just I'm looking at the season stats right now. It looks like if there's one thing for Kyrell to focus on, it would just be to keep the ball out of the other team's hands. It looks like he yeah. has a little bit of an issue with turnovers now. Granted, if you're on the floor for 32 minutes a game, which he is, 
you're bound to throw turnovers. Yeah, so yeah. I can't hold that against him. That's just a part of the game. Yep. I mean, other than that, he's shooting 50% from three, 46.2% from the field, hasn't hit a free throw yet. He's only taken two on the season, though. Yeah, yeah. So they, you're right. They his have... splits look good, you know? Yeah, yeah. They, they all look fine. I, I don't know. It seems like he could have a promising season. Yeah, he yeah. Does. We're three games in, and he already looks like a – you know, a one of the shining points of this team. Yeah, yeah, he should be should be a solid uh, contributor for the rest of the season. Um, yeah, I just I just hope Gates and Johnson get back soon because yeah. I really want to see what this team is made of. I do too. Um, I think when they're back, it's going to be a different team, obviously. Yeah, clearly, clearly, because the team the offense runs through Gates yep. in the post, um, which then sets up shooters like Judson and Martindale and and even Luke and uh, some of the other guys who yeah. feed off the defense. You know. Crowding in on Gates. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, just wanted to touch on that. We are a Holy Cross podcast. We need to Absolutely. show all our teams some love. I know uh, Holy Cross women's basketball, they got their first win of the season. They beat Dartmouth pretty handily. I think they won like 75 to 50. Um, Avery LaBarbera went off. She had like six threes. Freaking baller. Yeah, that um, is, that is she, a beast. She, yeah, I, when I broadcasted the game with Mateo last week, she was – it was tough. They just had a tough, tough game. But she, you can tell she, she's just really good. She's, yeah. um, she's really good in pick and rolls. I'm sure, um, I'm sure she's gonna do great things for them this season. Um, looking forward to see what they can do, um, in the upcoming uh, couple weeks. I know they play. They, uh, I think we talked about it. They play Con College um, yeah, they pretty get soon. UMass. Yeah, UMass. Yeah, tomorrow like I said, night. UMass tomorrow night. Con on what is twenty two Monday. A uh, Monday, yeah. And then, looks like they're. Off until eleven twenty-eight, so that's Saturday. Oh, that's Sunday. Sunday. Sunday they got Bryant, and then okay. they got games just about every three days. Yeah. So until Christmas time. Mm-hmm. Sounds uh. Yeah. Should be an, it should be an exciting season. Yeah, 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 for sure. All right, I think that's just about it for Holy Cross sports. I'm gonna hand it over to you Jake for MLB awards because you're yeah. definitely more of the MLB guy than I am so I'll let you I'll let you take the reins here yeah so just real quick about all of this just because the awards the MVPs came out tonight so that rounds off the awards at least the relevant ones so we'll go through what we got here for MVP for the NL we have Bryce Harper it's on the Phillies and for the AL we have Shohei Otani no surprises there in the slightest bit no I mean, no Shohei like I was saying to Pat before this bro- this uh, podcast, we could have an entire podcast dedicated to just what Shohei did this season. Oh, yeah. I mean, you talk about a guy who went who went nine and two with forty six home runs. Enough said. Yeah, that is enough said right there. And then Bryce Harper, you're talking about a guy that bat over three hundred with thirty five home runs. Again, that's that's all you need. It share, really is. I share a birthday with Bryce Harper. Do you? Yeah. Did not know that. That's, great, great guy to share a birthday that's with. That's cool. He yeah. sends me a text every every Does October sixteenth. Yeah, Does he, he? he he says happy birthday, man. Hope you're doing <laughs> well. I say I leave him on red, but you know, <laughs> that's just me. But yeah, he um, yeah, he's 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 a baller. Yeah, and so for MVP, no surprises. Cy Young, I'm gonna take issue with the NL pick for Cy Young, but for the AL we had Robbie Ray. No surprise there. The guy was a stud. Led the MLB in strikeouts and. His league specifically in ERA innings and WHIP, which is walk, walks hits per innings pitch. No surprise, yeah. guy was a beast all season. Mm-hmm. Only guy near him was Garrett Cole, and I think Garrett Cole's meltdown in the playoffs. Yeah, no. 
part of the reason why he didn't get it. We won't go into no, that. No, no, no. He, he doesn't deserve it. No, I'm going to say it. He doesn't deserve it. Garrett is... Uh, yeah. Ugh, don't... Oh. I, we'll, we'll move on. We'll, we'll move, move on. on. Never mind. So, <laughs> in the NL, it was Milwaukee stud Corbin Burns that got the Cy Young. And I was surprised by this pick for one main reason. I think Max Scherzer deserved the award. I really do. I mean, the guy was an absolute stud this year. I'll go over Corbin Burns first. So, Corbin Burns had a pretty historic start to the season once my page loads. Um, I want to say it was something like most batters face without a walk. He only walked 34 people in the entire year. Wow. In 167 innings pitched, he only had 34 walks. Um, but, you know, the guy was 11-5 and in 28 starts, uh, had 234 strikeouts, which is... I think that put him first in the N, or no, that was second in the NL behind Zach Wheeler, and I think third overall in the MLB. Uh-huh. So, solid, solid resume right there. He posted a 2.43 ERA and a sub one WHIP. Great, like great yep. stats. But then we look at Max Scherzer. I'm not even going to talk about Zach Wheeler because you know while he was a strikeout dominant pitcher, his stats just do not compare yeah. to Max Scherzer in comparison. So, Max Scherzer got traded in the middle of the season, as some people may or may not know. Yeah, yeah. He was on the Nationals to start the season. He was 8-4, and four, having a pretty solid season. I mean, let's see, he had 147 strikeouts in 19 appearances. That is pretty good. He posted a sub-1 whip and a 276 ERA with the Nationals. You know, not necessarily Cy Young material, mm-hmm. but definitely stud pitcher material. Yeah, as we know. Mad then Max. he got traded to the Dodgers, uh-huh. and Mad Max became Mad Max again. Yeah. <laughs> 7-0 with a 198 ERA in 11 appearances oh with 89 strikeouts and a whip lower than what he had on the Nationals. It went from .892 to .820. You're talking about a guy with an ERA plus over 200. <laughs> I mean... He had eight walks in 11 games with the Nationals, or Nationals, with the Dodgers. This guy should have won Cy Young. I have zero doubt in my mind. Yeah. He had a lower ERA than Corbin Burns. It looks like, at least. I guess I would, I, that might be wrong. Wait, I, look, I don't want wait. to say that. ERA, the so. The problem is, he, they don't show his full season's ERA. No, I, I have it. He, his, oh, his ERA was 246 on the year. 246. Scherzer. Okay, so slightly higher than Corbin Burns. But, I mean, this guy was transcendent for the Dodgers. This guy was part of the reason why the Dodgers were able to stay in that race for the division, why them and the Giants, who we'll talk about a little bit later, yeah, yeah. why those two had such a historic end to the season. So, you know, I made my pitch for Max Scherzer. Again, not going to discredit Corbin Burns. Had a crazy season. Happy yeah. for him. You know, all of that. Next, we will move on to Coach of the Year. Kevin Cash with the Rays. No surprise. The guy is doing unreal things with a small market team. Yeah, that's a great good story. On, good on him. In yeah. the NL, Gabe Kapler for the Giants. No, I don't think anybody in the league deserved it more than he did this year. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. With the without Giants, a doubt. He led a team that wasn't supposed to you know, really make much noise to being the best team in the MLB. Yeah. Granted, they didn't have the postseason success, but that shouldn't take away from their regular season. They had a sick regular season. and Good on them, good on him. 
It's unfortunate that Buster Posey retired. I really would have liked to see him rerun it back with this team yeah. next year to see, you know, what could happen with like a healthy Brandon Belt and everything. Yeah. But it is what it is. We'll see where it goes. You know, happy retirement, Buster Posey. Oh yeah, great guy. Yeah, very good guy. And then rookie of the year, we have Jonathan India for the Reds. Jonathan India deserved this. I, mean, I won't even argue with it at all. He led rookies in on-base percentage, doubles, walks, runs scored, and games played, and ranked second in OPS, which is just on-base plus slugging. Yeah. It, he One of the it. most important stats yeah. in baseball these yeah, days. He, he just, I have nothing else to say. He deserved yeah. it. And then for the AL, it was Randy Rosarena Jr. Randy. Ah, he's, been, he, he's kind of the Ben Simmons of the MLB yeah, yeah. because of how long he had already been in the, like, just how much experience you would have thought that Randy Rosarena has in comparison to him being a rookie this year. Yeah. He stole the award from his teammate, Wander Franco. Yeah. But Randy Rosarena, I'm not going to discredit his season. He was the third rookie to have a 2020 season, which is 20 home runs and 20 stolen bases. Yeah. And had the highest rookie batting average at 274. We saw what he did in the postseason, so good on him, you know. And that is it for MLB awards. Uh, let's see if there is... I don't think... I think that's just about it, um, with what I had planned. Huh. What's a hot take I can ask you, Jake? <laughs> we got time. I don't have to study for Spanish yet. Not yet. Um, hmm. Thoughts on... Hmm. You got anything? Let me um, think. Um... Oh, are you... I see you have Reese's right there. I do. Are you a peanut butter and chocolate guy, or are you like gummy candy? Peanut butter and chocolate yeah. all the way. All the way? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just, I do like, I will still eat like the gummy type candy, yeah. but if I had to pick, it would be this, Hershey bars, Kit Kats, okay. Snickers, like that's that's my go-to. I, I, I can respect that. What about I, you? I'm more of a gummy guy. Are I know you? Mateo Mateo is uh, in agreement with me. I'm yeah. huge Swedish fish, huge yeah. Sour Patch. Yeah, I don't know why. They're just always my go-to. Um, yeah. Jeez. Um, you See, usually I can use Mateo for yeah. content and go knock on his yeah. door, but yeah, <laughs> unfortunately we're... We're, we're, we're we aren't there at the moment. Yeah, we're a pretty far walk away, yeah. so unless you want to hear, like, the the wind rustling as we run back yes. to Healy. I think yeah. that's, you know, that's all that I really wanted to talk about tonight. Um, pretty low-key episode. Um, looking forward to see Holy Cross football. I'm not sure whether we're going to be recording a podcast over break because next Thursday will be Thanksgiving, and uh, don't think I'll be recording uh, I don't then. So. I yeah. don't think I will be recording yeah. either. So, but if you want to. Hey, if you want to. We can. I'll drive up to uh, yeah. drive up to Mass. Yeah, come go record a podcast. Have Thanksgiving yeah. with the Morrows. Yeah, come on up. Rec- have, a, have a nice. Oh, actually, all right. There's one way we can end the podcast. Okay. What are your Thanksgiving traditions? Oh, okay. I don't have anything specific. Oh, you know what? I'm going to flip this. Hot take. I don't know if it's a hot take. Thanksgiving food's overrated. No. It is absolutely overrated. I don't know if I, I don't know if I agree with that. I think Thanksgiving food is very good. Like certain, okay. So, um, at least in my family, we have baked mac and cheese with like the breadcrumbs. Yes. We have that is 
Very good. Incredible. I, I cannot agree with you Sh- anymore. Shout, shout out Aunt Ellen. <laughs> Aunt Ellen makes the best oh baked mac and cheese. And my Aunt Sheila, dude. Everyone. Oh, everyone. Gotta love um, great mac and cheese at the Grudberg uh, Thanksgiving table. Um, I don't know. I'm just not a huge fan of turkey. And I don't like gravy, so like it doesn't yeah. balance out the the, the yeah. dryness sometimes. What about like the other things? Like you got like bread rolls, you got mashed potatoes, you got green mashed beans. potatoes. I'm a fan of green beans. I'm a fan. I'm just, I don't know. I get it though. Like turkey, I, I know the turkey is the, the, turkey's the centerpiece. Yeah. Turkey, turkey is, is the hit or miss item. And I know some people don't even have turkey now. I think really? who was it that told me that that they might just have like ham or oh. Ham is a very good secondary. Element. Yeah. Yeah, that's usually a more Christmas thing, but... I just don't, yeah, I don't know if you can have Thanksgiving without turkey. No, no, I, I mean, yeah, you really... I've heard some people just be like, screw it, we're having, like, sushi, which, I don't know, I, I just I can't get on board. Although Chinese food on Christmas, more to come, like, later on in the year, later Chinese on, yeah. food on Christmas is good. Elite, yeah, yeah, I, is, I, I've never had it, it but is. I know people do it, and yeah. it's, yeah, that that sounds like a move. Yes. Um, yeah, Thanksgiving... What are your plans for Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving? Um, I'm going home Tuesday. I'm going to get back Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday night, hang out with the family. Thursday, we usually host Thanksgiving, or we have the past few years, but um, I don't think we are this year. We're going over to a cousin's house who's, you know, my family's really close um, in in proximity, so it'll be like a five-minute drive. Um, Nice to see everyone. Um, Nothing nothing too big, just the, the, the ordinary Big family Thanksgiving dinner. How about you? Um, so, my family hosts. Yeah. So everybody's gonna come up to Melrose. Okay. And um, what I do in the morning, we since I've been in Melrose, we've been really close with this family. Actually, anybody that knows about Massachusetts football might know the Simmons family. Jay Simmons was a tight end turned fullback from Buckingham Brown and Nichols who is at Stanford right now playing football, mm. who is, like, actually getting reps right now. So it's not like he's just on the roster. Yeah. He is actually playing. That's so sick. We're very close with their family, and we organize a um, Thanksgiving, like, it, it's, it was a football game at first. It's now just a time to get together, yeah. you know, because we, we really don't see each other much throughout the year with everybody up at school yeah. and the parents all busy. It's difficult to see each other as much, but that is like the one time of year that we can just get together, have yeah. a good time. So we'll do that until about 12 or 11, 12, something like that, yeah. and then go back to my house. Everybody will come over, and we'll just have people until, you know, Thursday night football. That's that's awesome. Yeah. That's, uh, I'm looking forward to Thursday night football. That'll Speaking be fun. Speaking of, actually, yeah, not to prolong the podcast. Oh, but, but we might are, need to audibly, yeah, what are the games? What are the games? I don't think the Giants are playing. If we're not going to do a Thanksgiving podcast, we might as well at least discuss might as, the yeah, games might as well, bit, yeah, yeah. You know? NFL Thanksgiving games. Uh, okay. Oh, so the Lions. They Lions usually, always. Packers Lions. always. Cowboys always. No Packers, huh? No, no. It's it's only Lions. Cowboys. Okay. Yeah. So Bears Lions at twelve thirty. Rip. <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's just a game that I'm not gonna watch. Gonna be the worst. I, <laughs> I always end up watching that game because I'm like, oh yeah, that football. Is that, that is, is such oh, a sad game. those games are always so depressing. I think a couple of years ago the Lions had like their third string quarterback, um, and it was just such a such an ugly game. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about ugly games last this past weekend, dude? 
Lions Steelers that 16-16. Oh my god. I think I, I was I, th- I might have been watching with you. You might have been conked yeah. out. Yeah, we no, I think No, we you were. were. Yeah. We I think were you were awake by definitely, then. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. And I but remember. that was the ugliest game. Oh, Neither team they should have just right. forfeited. That was awful. Anyway, so looking forward to seeing the Lions. That's going to be such a great oh, game. I can't wait. Yeah, then thir- uh, you know, 4:30 Raiders Cowboys. That's that a have- Actually, be it's, a, it's a solid game, and then yeah. Bill Saints. That should be an okay 820? game. Eight twenty. Yeah, well. that shouldn't be a problem for the Bills, but right. they've they've had a shaky season. Yeah, they've so had shaky been shaky know. recently. Shout out JT, yeah, huge Bills fan, JT. big member of WCHC. Yeah. I think that's just about it. Yeah, um, I think we're good there. Yeah, that was so solid audible. Right. Good Thanksgiving yeah. talk. All right, Jake. Well, it was nice having you here. Pleasure. You've become a, a permanent almost good. guest here. Good. I'll I do, always love to talk. Um, And we will see you guys in a couple weeks. Happy Thanksgiving. Peace out, guys. Happy Thanksgiving.